Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. In this post, I'm going to teach you how to level up in life. If you are a reader of my blog, or even if you are new here, then you should know that I'm about that level up your life mentality. But I know that for that to happen, you must have self-reflection and be able to use it to take action to self-improvement. Many of us are walking around with a false sense of thinking that nothing is wrong with us when in fact, a few years ago, I read this book, Played or Be Played, which you can click the link down below to buy, where my perception about myself was shattered. The book was mostly geared towards relationships and how women can behave towards men, but I find the advice applicable to who you are as a person as well. And more than anything, you attract what you are. You cannot be unequally yoked. You cannot attract the ideal man if you are not the ideal woman. And therefore, whatever your reason for want to get into your level up life, which I hope is for yourself, you need to improve on yourself, which you can watch my video down below where I talk on my level up journey. With that being said, I'm going to take you through an entire self-reflection and self-improvement process that I went through when I read this book. I'm going to tell you how I applied it and exactly how it helped me with my level up journey and how it can help you. So number one, ask yourself, do you even know what you should be striving for? Now remember this book was written by a man in the context of relationships and the self-reflection that I'm going to ask you to do is not just in the context of relationships. And so I'm going to stray a lot from what he said, only using some of the points that I feel will actually help you improve overall. In the book, he uses the word game, and I have to define the word because I'm going to use it a lot throughout this blog post, and you should know what it means in the context in which he uses it. The word game in street terms simply means intelligence, hustle, and common sense, and having game means being knowledgeable about every endeavor you choose to engage in. If you don't have game in every aspect of your life, there will be people who will simply try to get over on you. Again, since we live in a society founded on capitalism, this theory applies to every aspect of your life. For instance, if you are seeking a new job and an employer sees that you don't have any game about yourself, he might try to use that to his advantage and an employer might have you work in extra hours without giving you adequate pay. So you see, with good game, you have a good level up chance. Good game will get you what you deserve out of life, whereas bad game will get you taken advantage of. My definition of game would be a mix of good old common sense with a mix of actual intellectual knowledge, assertiveness, and the drive and ability to use it to get exactly what you want out of life. In the book, Played or Be Played, the author classifies women into the following categories. A-class females, attractive with game. B-class females, attractive with no game. C-class females, mannequins. D-class females, unattractive women with game. F-class females, unattractive women with no game. For the record, I feel that every woman is attractive, or at least they can be. When the author says unattractive, this is by choice and as in they refuse to take care of themselves. So I don't want you to get concerned about what level you fall into as far as letter wise and getting all caught up in the unattractive part because no one is unattractive and anyone can be attractive and attractiveness is subjective, meaning that the most beautiful women in the world can be average or ugly to someone else. You can also check out my video down below where I talk about all the classes of women and don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking the link down below as well. So it's not about looking a certain way, but about looking like the best you, you can look like. You can convince people of how attractive you are based on how you feel about yourself. This is something that I learned from the book as well. 
Number three, case in point, anyone can level up their life and be an A-level chick. The story of Stacy. This is from the book, Played or Be Played. Stacy doesn't look half as good as other women in the club. At first glance, you wouldn't think Stacy was attractive at all. To be totally honest, Stacy sort of looks like a wet donkey with a weave. But the amazing thing about her is that she almost has every man in that club sweating her and she is not dressed like a hoochie either. So why did Stacy, who was average looking on a good day, have all those men in the club giving her so much attention? Stacy had a very bubbly, fun, and positive attitude whenever she went out, and this attitude compensated for her physical shortcomings. Other more attractive females in the club were trying too hard to present themselves in the best light. These women were trying to look sophisticated. These women were trying to appear interesting. These women were trying to act confident. Stacy didn't try to be anything. She just was. Stacy was confident. Stacy was sophisticated. And Stacy was interesting. Number four, be confident that you are enough. I'm starting off with this because before you self-reflect, you need to know that anyone can level up their life no matter who you are and what you look like. Get any limitations or stigma about you not being fill-in-the-blank enough and therefore you just have to settle for fill-in-the-blank. A positive attitude, confidence, a good personality, and being comfortable with who you are when you are comfortable with who you are will get you far out of life. Check out the picture above. I look like a hot mess, right? Night and day but the same person, but years apart. The physical transformation was just a side of it, but I had to show you an example of why you cannot be limited and you are as attractive as you feel you can be. Number four, time for the self-reflection on what kind of woman you are. I have already listed the A through F class females above according to the book. I do not like the idea of really grading women, but you are grading yourself and you are being honest with yourself and doing so will help you improve. I would like to tell you that looks don't matter, but I think that they do, but not in the way that you think, which I have a separate blog post on that you can click the link down below to read that. And as a Christian, I always say several times in many blogs that you should take care of your temple. Just like you would not want to sit down in an old worn church with trash everywhere, then why keep your body like that? I'm not talking about being vain or overly obsessed with your looks. There's a difference. I'm talking about putting your best self forward out to the world, which I talk about in my video down below that you can watch. So number five, an A-class female, also known as a top-notch female. From the book, an A-class female is the lady that other women aspire to be. They are very attractive who have a lot of game to back up their looks. They are the most successful of all the classes of women, and this is why they can choose from a better selection of men at their disposal. The most admirable thing about an A-class female is that she could have easily relied strictly on her beauty to get whatever she wanted out of life, but she chose to make the extra effort to upgrade her game. I'm going to give you some of my examples of an A-class female. Angela Bassett went to study at Yale on a scholarship, earning a bachelor's degree in Afro-American studies and in master's in fine arts and drama. While there, she stuttered under the renowned stage director Lloyd Richards, who cast her in the Broadway productions Two August Winston Plays, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Joe Turner's Come and Gone. Amal Clooney, a graduate from Oxford University and New York University School of Law, her long accomplishments, careers in the fields of international law and human rights have won her international acclaims. Number six, from the book, the B-class female is an attractive female who relies solely on her looks to get by in life. 
The B-class female will usually get the basic necessities out of life. She can get guys to buy her food. She can get guys to take her out to the mall to get clothes. She can get guys to pay her bills, but the B-class female rarely comes up big time. Many B-class females are attention freaks and their whole existence revolves around attracting a successful man so that he might save her. The B-class female can easily get a man, but she has a hard time keeping a man. The attractive female who has had the world given to her on a silver platter really has no incentive to inquire any other type of knowledge or higher learning. Sure, she might take a few decoy classes in school to appear that she is trying to get her career cracking off, and a B-class female embodies the Cinderella syndrome to the fullest. She may live in humble surroundings, the hood, or her evil stepsisters, the other women in the hood who are envious of her looks. She will just save enough money to get a few fly outfits and shoes, glass slippers, and she will get made up so that she can go to the royal ball, the nightclub, and hopefully she will convince a prince, a baller, that she really has it going on. The B-class female knows that their looks are the only thing that they have going for them, and because of this, they live in a constant state of insecurity. However, at the same time, they have become comfortable with ev having everything given to them, and this causes them to have a lazy mentality. It is hard for a woman to get out of a comfort zone when she is when she is still getting her basic needs, a primal desire for attention taken care of. But these women know that when those looks go, which they will, it's all over for them. Number seven, some examples of my B-class females include, and I'm gonna put a disclaimer out there in the sense that I don't want there to be no shade whatsoever in this honest conversation about the types of the women in the world and where you want to be. Some women legit aspire to be these types of women, and if this is your goal, then as I always say, do you boo, but here they go. Corinne Stevens, aka Superhead, the famous video vixen and author of the infamous New York Times bestselling book, Confessions of a Video Vixen, which you can click the link down below to buy. Kim Kardashian and Khloe Kardashian. From the book, the C-class female, the mannequin, is the female who has a look that will be enhanced or reduced based on her persona. A C-class female might look average at first, but if she has a sexy attitude or cool disposition that could elevate her from being an five to an eight. And there are some C-class females who kind of look cute at first glance, but then they open their mouths and start spitting some ghetto nonsense, and this messes up their whole vibe. The C-class female's games has a direct impact on the way that people view their beauty. A bad attitude makes a C-class female appear unattractive. Before I get into the examples, I want you to remember that this is supposed to be an honest self-reflection of who you are. And if you are not honest about your self-reflection, then you cannot be honest about your self-improvement and therefore cannot know how to level up your life. A C is average and falling below a C can make you want to get offended, but anyone I feel can go to an A, so don't get offended. My examples of a C-class female was me. That's right, I fell into this category. Next is Carrie Washington. You can look down below to see the before and after pictures of when she was a C and then how she became an A. She was one of those women that got better with age and knowing how to enhance her femininity. Number nine, a D-class female. From the book, a D-class female doesn't necessarily have to be unattractive, but she is the female who is known from an early age that she is not going to get over in life strictly based on her physical attributes. She has learned to hone in on other skills or talents. The D-class female usually becomes an overachiever in many of her endeavors. She might become a very gifted student. She might become very gifted in sports. She might become very knowledgeable in the business or political world. Now, remember, this is from the book. I do not agree with the rankings of these women, so 
low, but I will give examples. If you fall into the D class and understand, you may just have the most untapped potential of them all. Beauty is subjective and ever-changing. And as he said in the book, D-class females do not have to be unattractive, as I do not feel anyone should be called that. But what is a D-class female is something that cannot be replaced. My examples of a D-class female, Michelle Obama. I don't think that she's unattractive, but I did read her book, which you can click the link down below to buy, and her upbringing, and I know that she was a gifted child, and that is what she relied on and knew that it would take her far in life and not her looks. I am not sure that looks were super important to her growing up, but as the first lady, her sophistication and fashion became an icon in my opinion, making her the best A-class woman of them all. Oprah. Once again, in my opinion, Oprah's not unattractive, but I know that she has struggled a lot with self-esteem issues growing up due to the weight and never felt that she would be seen as beautiful. But look at the transformation and even taking care of her temple, eating better, and having a healthier lifestyle attributed to her becoming an A-class woman. Number 10, the F-class female. Unattractive women with no game. From the book. These females are the bottom feeders of the game. These are the women who don't have the looks to come up and are too lazy to educate themselves and learn some game. This is why majority of them live lives of poverty. If you go to the housing projects, welfare buildings, trailer parks, or swap meet, majority of the people you will see are unattractive women with no game. There are more F-class females than any other class of females because all you have to do is be non-productive and blame everyone else for your misfortunes. Because the F-class female has no looks or no skills by her own choice to be appreciated for. She becomes desperate for attention and will do anything for it. This is why you will see them with very ghetto hairstyles, long flamboyant fake nails, loud hoochie clothes, a dozen tattoos, and huge gaudy jewelry. These women will do anything it takes to bring attention to themselves if you are in a public place and you hear a group of people acting loud and obnoxious. More than likely, it's a bunch of F-class females. F-class females are usually unproductive, so they generally have a lot of idle time on their hands and they utilize this idle time by keeping a bunch of petty drama. I know the F-class female can be very triggering for some people, but remember this is a change for honest self-reflection so that you can have some self-improvement. The F-class female has no looks or skills by choice. It is a choice, meaning that you can always level up your life if you want to. You can look better and get better skills that will take you out of the F category. You are not just hopeless in life. My examples of F-class females that move to A-class. Cardi B. You can look down below to see her before and after pictures. 11. Self-reflection to self-improvement. I know that determining what type of female you were can be the hardest part because so many of us want to be the A-class female, but the fact of the matter is, is that you may not be. I know I wasn't, but that's okay because I am now and now is all that matters. Wherever you fall, you just need to determine where you need to improve on. Is it your looks? If so, you can check out my blogs on how to go to the thrift store for upgrading your fashion and blogs on how to do your own hair and tips for makeups from beginners, all of which I have linked down below. Is it your weight? You can check out my blogs on health and wellness and how to lose weight in a healthy way, which you can click down below. Is it your attitude? You can click my link down below for my blog on how to sound smart. Is it your education? You can click my links down below on how to get a better education and how to also get a better job. Is it because you feel that you don't have access to anything? If so, you can click my link down below to read how you can upgrade your life and your social standing. Whatever it is, you can improve, but you need to be honest with yourself about how you can improve. Number 12, 
What else is going on with you? You may be an A chick, but even if this is the case, that does not mean that you are perfect and that you could just stop self-reflecting and stop trying to find ways to improve yourself and level up your life because there are so many women who think that they have it all going on, but they don't. And of course, for everyone else, you need to also self-reflect on common behaviors from the book played or be played that you can still click the link down below to buy that us women are so guilty of and need to change. He refers to them as attention-seeking behaviors and categories them as the following. The hoochie, the drama queen, the hypochondriac, and the professional victim. From the book, The Hoochie. The hoochie female is desperate for male attention and she will dress in a loud or skimpy clothes to get it. The hoochie will mutilate her body in order to get male attention. She will have breast implants and all sorts of cosmetic surgery, tongue rings, and nipple piercings, and all types of tattoos. The drama queen. The drama queen blows every little issue way out of proportion in order to bring attention to herself. The drama queen lives in her own little self-delusional world where everything is more hectic than it really is. And she feels a great sense of power when she can really reel others into her drama-filled world. The hypochondriac is an intention freak who creates imaginary physical ailments in order to receive attention through sympathy. If you ask a hypochondriac a simple question like how have you been, she will start Fishing for sympathy by going on a long spiel about how her legs hurt, she has been having a migraine, and her back is acting up, and her hemorrhoids are itching like crazy. The professional victim. The professional victim tries to get attention through sympathy. In the mind of a professional victim, everyone is out here doing her wrong, and she refuses to take any personal responsibility for the choices that she's made in life. The professional victim blames everyone else for everything bad in her life. If she becomes a drug user, she will claim it is because her mother didn't hug her as a child. If she is an alcoholic, she will say that it's not her fault because alcoholism runs in her family. If she has a number of children at a young age, she will claim it is because a guy kept getting her pregnant. I have a video down below where I talk about the other types of attention-seeking women that fall into this class. Number 13, self-reflection and self-improvement moment. Do you have any of these issues? Once again, be honest with yourself. Do you notice that you have any of these issues? Have any of your past relationships accused you of having any of these issues? Do any of your friends accuse you of having any of these issues? Many of your friends and even past people you have dated have they accused you of being dramatic? You have to always be able to listen and reflect on what people are telling you. You can be an A-class female, but if you are nasty, always think something is wrong with you, or you're attention-seeking, then none of that is going to matter because you have some self-healing that you need to do. I know I keep saying that the truth will set you free, and that's because it will. This is not a 12-step program, and you're not going to have to admit your flaws to other people. This is just between you, yourself, and the good old Lord. So you have nothing to fear. Denial will get you nowhere and truthfulness will get you everywhere. 14. Denial does not help you, only harms you. I was in denial about a lot of things for a long time because I wasted a lot of time. I was in denial about the type of men that I dated and kept dating the same kind for years. The emotional abusers that only led me to having more pain. I was in denial about taking my business seriously. I started blogging in 2012 in my old blog that looked like a hot mess and was poor quality. I wonder why it wasn't taking off and it wasn't making money and that was because I had a bad work ethic and was not putting forth the best quality nor was I putting my all into it. When I started gaining weight, I was in denial about that, about how much it was affecting my self-esteem and health until I could barely walk up a few flight of stairs without almost passing out. I wanted to level up my life, but staying in denial got me nowhere. It got me frustrated and it got me more of the same. Acceptance and self-reflections is what led me to the path to self-improvement and that is what left me to the path of leveling up my life. Number 
15. Assess your personality. You may be in a place that you do not know who you are, where to start, what you want out of life, what career you want. Then I highly recommend taking this free assessment from 16 personalities. I have an entire blog written on it that you can click the link down below to read about choosing a career that is compatible with your personality. But the assessment talks about everything, not just a career. I tend to be an ENTJ, scoring 51% on the E, which is extroverted, and 49% on the I, which is introverted. I waver between the traits of an ENTJ and an INTJ, which I do resonate with more. You may be wondering, why am I telling you all of this? Because I want to give you an example of how to examine both your pros and your cons and use them to level up in your life. So 16, take the self-assessment. The self-assessment is a pretty straightforward thing as far as where you should be going in your life or at least give you an idea. If you are an A-class female, then you may have settled in your career, but for other ones, you are just lost in the sauce about any and everything. Just take the assessment. Just to show you in some areas that show in strengths and the weakness sections of my INTJ personality, this is not even the other sections that provide other information. I'm gonna show you an example down below of my strengths and weaknesses of my personality type. So weaknesses, arrogant. Archeo personalities can carry their confidence too far. They may falsely believe that they have fixed all the issues of the matter, then call it a day, rejecting the opposing opinions of those they believe to be intellectually inferior. Judgmental. Archetypes have a complete confidence in their thought process because rational arguments are almost by definition correct, at least in theory. We're over-analytical. Loathe highly structured environments. Archaeotypes hate blindly following anything without understanding why. They have a greater dislike for authority figures who go around forcing others to obey laws and rules without understanding the purpose and standards for themselves. Now, you may not want to improve all of the things about your personality based on your weaknesses because I don't see all of these things as weaknesses in my personality because some of them I like, but work on the ones that will hold you back. Now let's go into the strength of my personality types. Some of the strengths, quick, imaginative, and strategic mind. Have a high self-confidence. Independent and decisive. Hardworking and determined. Open-minded and a jack-of-all-trades. My personality, my strengths, my weaknesses, and how I do things have helped me when I wanted to level up in my life and is still helping me to this day. So if you want to level up in your life, if you want to have a full self-reflection and ultimately self-improve, it is best to know as much about yourself as possible using what you can, adjusting what you can, and getting rid of the things about yourself that don't serve you. Many people do lack self-awareness and most people want to think that they are perfect and that is nothing about them that needs to be fixed. There is something about any and everyone that needs to be fixed and there is something in your life that is keeping you in a poverty mindset and keeping you from living your best life. It is time for you to dig deep and find out what that thing really is so that you can rid yourself of it and level up your life knowing that no matter where you are, you can get to where you want to go. If you know someone who may need to read this post, then go ahead and share it with them.